Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Covering the Divine TV. My name is Yujiro Seki. I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about the Buddhist sculptors of Japan, and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a great idea to introduce basic concept of Buddhism and the history of Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch my documentary, you guys can watch it at the maximum value. So with that being said, I have a returning scholar. Uh, he is uh, gracious enough to come back to us and talk to us about the uh, Buddhism over and over again. Uh, amazingly uh, intelligent guy. Uh, I'm happy to have you back, Frederick Hewitt. Welcome, welcome Frederick. Thank you so much, Yuji, and hello world. I'm happy to be back. Great, great. Frederick, uh, today I have an ultimate loaded question for you. This is not fair for me to even ask you this question because unless you are practitioners, it is very difficult to define this form of Buddhism. But I think you can do it. I think you can give us a general overview of what Zen Buddhism is. So tell us. Tell us about the Zen Buddhism, Frederick. Yes, thank you so much for that, Yuji. And I'll, I mean, I'll be upfront, uh, my disclaimer, I'm not a practitioner, but um, myself, but Zen Buddhism, it espouses endless fascination by all sorts of people, scholars, lay, lay persons. So I, I think it's very important that we explore this subject today. Um, but Zen Buddhism in Japan, um, uh, it originates, it, it goes back to India, uh, to Dhyana, and in China, Chan, all the way to Japan, where they call it Zen. But the, the origin of the word means meditation. So um, the whole premise of Zen is that it, uh, enlightenment is something that you come to experience intuitively. Um, in, you know, in, in contrast to the, the other sects of Buddhism that say, well, basically that you have to study, study, study all of these sutras and learn all of these abstract definitions. Uh, Zen, they boil it down to something really simple, uh, but profound. That basically um, enlightenment or our Buddha nature, they call it satori, but it's not something that exists outside of us. Um, it's something in our ordinary day-to-day -day lives. So it's nothing like ultimately spectacular or something uh, that we escape from. It's already here in our daily routine. And so uh, Zen, um, in contrast to the other major schools, uh, you learn all of these um, definitions and precepts. Uh, Zen, they, they simplify it um, with the concept of mu or emptiness that uh, basically um, that in the end, everything comes to naught. That you, uh, that your delusion comes from attaching meaning to everything and trying to logically structure the world. Um, but Zen tries to stray you away from that through a lot of um, rigorous practices, uh, meditation mainly, but also just by the discipline of um, of cleaning of of maintaining a garden uh, that's why those gardens and temples were so 
uh, integral to the practice of Zen back during the Kamakura period and afterwards. Uh, when Zen got introduced to Japan, it especially appealed to um, the warriors, to the samurai class, because of its um, of the strict discipline expected of the of the person undertaking um, the training. Uh, so I think I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but you have two major schools that sprouted from Zen. You have uh, Rinzai, founded by the monk Eisai. You have uh, Soto, founded by Dogen. And they're both very fim- um, similar, but they, they have slightly different approaches, which I'll try to explain in broad terms. So you have um, Rinzai, which um, uh, basically, you try to achieve um, sudden enlightenment. Basically, it's something that you fall upon after a very, very long period of practice. And one of the tools that they use is the koan, which is um, it's very popular for scholars and lay people. But it's um, it's a riddle. Usually, um, it's illogical. And by its very nature, it tries to get us past trying to um, interpret and understand the world in a logical manner. Basically, it seeks to go beyond that and find our deeper identity. Um, but um, after practicing or pondering upon a koan riddle, um, you'll fall upon enlightenment or satori. Um, the Soto school of Zen, um, they, they don't, uh, their approach, they don't chip away until you suddenly discover Satori. It's more, they, you already, that's the starting point. So you, you do a lot of Zazen or seated meditation. Uh, you have down to earth, just um, cleaning, um, preparing food. So this is already um, a part of your enlightenment. Um, so you gradually or come to achieve satori. But both Soto and um, Rinzai, they both seek to um, get you past trying to um, your delusion, basically your impulse to um, structure the world, basically get deeper beyond that. Uh, so that's uh, a very broad overview of Zen, but the best way I can explain it. Yeah, thank you so much, Frederick. So if you guys think this information is useful, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram and like me on my Facebook. And of course, subscribe to this YouTube channel because that's how we do it in the 21st century. And uh, Frederick and uh, I are doing Zen together right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. You, you're very generous. So I hope I did justice and I hope everyone really uh, took a lot of information from tonight and the future topics to come. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you.